Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. Oh, come on. We speak the world all this time. Monday, happy Monday. Welcome to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals. Hanging out with Nails, and we got a great show for you today. What are we talking about this hour, Amanda? Of course, we're going to give you some black news, so we got to check in on some things that's going on. For instance, that Biden has hinted that uh, Elon Musk needs to be investigated, which, yeah, I mean, and a bit more, but we're going to explain what Biden means by that. Also, Chappelle hosted SNL this weekend, and uh, apparently a lot of the writers were not happy that he was hosting due to the whole LGBTQIA plus controversy that went on earlier this year with his special. So we're going to talk about that. Also, we got Mark Lamont Hill, my homie, my brother, and a very smart black man who is going to check in with us and discuss the election results. Make sure you stay connected with us, by the way, 24-7 at Seal Said It, and hit us up on the phone lines. Amanda's always checking these messages, and I like to see her blush and, 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 and just beam with glee and happiness <laughs> from all the messages that y'all send to her, man, at 855-AMANDA-8. Again, 855-262-6328. This right here is the Amanda Seal Show. Good morning. What's up, y'all? It's the Amanda Seals Show. Good morning. This is DJ Nails. So President Biden had a hell of a week last week and still found time to talk about Elon Musk. Uh, you know, basically, he said that Elon Musk needs to be looked into. Let's hear what he had to say. <laughs> I think that Elon Musk's cooperation and or technical relationships with other countries uh, is worthy of being looked at. Whether or not he is doing anything inappropriate, I'm not suggesting that. I'm suggesting that it's worth, worth being looked at. Uh, and uh, um, and uh, but that's all I'll say. I don't know. There was a lot of, I feel like there was a lot in those sighs. And I don't know if it was, I don't know if the sighing was I'm going to hold my tongue or if the sighing was him trying to like hold his back. Cause that's the old ass man right there. Yeah. I think that was one of those, like I'm holding back because it's like, okay, you filthy rich. And this, this whole deal looked like it was fun, but go ahead and get into it. Now you into it. Gotcha, bitch. Now we got something on you. <laughs> nah, I, I mean, you know, I think, I think that, that's a whole club. You know, when you got that kind of money, that's a whole club that you are in. And it's not taken lightly when folks in that club got to be addressed. And so I think the fact that, of course, that's how everyone's acting with, you know, this this uh, former president. Right. Like yep. they can't believe that he's going to be investigated. Well, it sounds like you're going to get investigated Elon Musk because the Saudis gave him money to buy Twitter. And, you know, the situation with the Saudis is real. It's it's very uh, 
shady, I guess. It's slippery at the very least. So Elon Musk is not having a good fourth quarter here in the United States. And also Twitter Blue not popping off. People are not feeling this Twitter Blue service. The whole idea with Twitter Blue was that you could pay $8 for a verified mark. But the whole thing about verified was that that was supposed to be something that you were attaching to a person who I guess has a credible voice or Mm -hmm. not necessarily credible in terms of like you agree with them, but that they are attached to either a bigger, um, I mean, actually what is the very, what what, what is the bottom line for verification? I feel like as I'm saying it, I'm like, wait, what does that mean? When, when the blue check people just, that validates people. Like people seem like whatever they say on social media, the average Twitter user sees them as a, a valuable opinion or an opinion that actually means something and people believe what they say. Well, I think at the very least, it's like it clarifies that this is the actual person and not an imposter. So like yeah, for people yeah. who are public figures, right? That's how it originally yeah. started, right? Because like if I was on Twitter, there would be, I, I did have a situation where there were other people that had like the real Amanda Seals or official Amanda Seals. And it's like, but you not Amanda Seals. And so the verified mm-hmm. is attached to mine so yeah. that it lets you know that like, no, this is the actual Amanda Seals who's speaking. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. the original purpose, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, now <laughs> imposters are getting these blue checks. <laughs> like, so it completely defeats the purpose. Listen, and on top of all of this, by the way, Musk's Tesla, because you know Elon Musk is the owner of Tesla, apparently it lost $177 billion in value. Do you know how much money you have to have to lose? <laughs> how do you lose $177 billion? How did you have $177 billion to begin with? This all this whole situation just turned into like Elon Musk thinking that he was going to add on Twitter. It's just going to blow his net worth up. And he thought he was going to be more popping. Now he bought Twitter and now his whole empire just crumbling in front of our eyes. And this. It's amazing to watch. (laughs) It really is. It is one of my favorite things. And I really hope that he is investigated. And the truth is, is that these billionaires so often, far too often, are really just narcissists who have no interest in even trying to protect this planet or trying to actually like care about the consumers that they're serving. And that right there means that they need to continue to be held accountable and in check the same way that we're supposed to do with our politicians because they've Mm -hmm. got the money. Now, uh, speaking of uh, people who do have the money, uh, let's talk about Dave Chappelle and SNL. Dave Chappelle did a 20-minute opening monologue, and he was saying some things. He was saying some things, and of course, people are like, Amanda, well, what do you have to say about the things that he was saying? So I'm going to just disclaimer right now that there is a larger conversation that I want to have around some of the topics that he was saying that I don't have time on this radio platform to do, but I'm penning my thoughts and you will get them when they are fully formed. I don't want to play around with my words, but there are some other things that we can talk about that we're going to talk about uh, from this set that I think don't require me to pen anything because I've been talking about it. And that first thing is Kanye West. You know, when he says like Kanye's not crazy, he's just not well. He was referring to like the fact that like Kanye, some of the things that he's saying are true, but he's also not all the way together. So we can't really just take what he's saying and run with it. 
Now, I think, though, Nails, that there's sometimes this effort to, like, try and make Kanye out to be this, like, hapless, you know, guy who's just misunderstood and he's mentally unhealthy. And I feel like that really does a disservice to folks who are actually also mentally un- mentally ill because it makes it seem that you have to be a bad person <laughs> if you're mental Ill, mentally ill. And I right. think that Kanye has already demonstrated to us in a myriad of ways that it's not about him simply having a mental like diagnosis. It's also about just the way his value system shows up. And we've seen that when he was trotting around Confederate flags. We've seen that in the way that he's treated his wife. We've seen that in the way that he has treated other women that he has dated and spoken about them. We've seen that in the way that he treats his employees and his friends. We've seen that in the way that he speaks about black people, in the way that he speaks about Jewish people. I mean, there's just like a myriad of things. So I don't think it's fair to just say like, oh, you know, he's just not well. And you've done a great job at basically saying like, hey, people are trying to use his mental illness as an excuse for him to be an ass. There's no correlation there. It's just because just because you have a mental illness does not give you that green light to just be an ass and be like, hey, I'm not all there. You know, like I have a mental illness problem. And you've been great at, at putting that out there and saying it, because just like you said, the man has a track record of being an ass in every situation. It's just not new. It ain't brand new. What else is not brand new is Chappelle talking about all these things that there are white folks being upset about that black folks have been on. We've been known about. But then you have this like new generation of folks who I'm not even referring to Gen Z. I just mean this like new iteration, I would say, of folks who are like, we didn't know that this was going on. He talks about it here in the set. I want to get that on a shirt. We've been on that. (laughs) We've been on that. That was my favorite part of that monologue because the man like literally broke it down and put it in in, in, in layman's terms, for so, so to speak. Like, layman terms for people to understand, like, bro, these are the complaints that black people have been talking about for our existence. Mm-hmm. You even got enlightened on it when you saw it on camera with George Floyd, right? And then some people still didn't get it. And Dave Chappelle's like, listen, the, the, the oh, now inflation, now gas prices are high. Now, oh, y'all get it now. You get it now. We've been dealing with this type of stuff. Well, it's, it's very much giving. It didn't matter to me until it was happening to me. And that is 100% the mind frame of so many Americans because it's such an individualist society where the community doesn't matter. It's really about the individual for many people. And, you know, Chappelle actually was talking about this since his first special when he said that, you know, folks in D.C. were like, hey, did you know that they were killing black folks like hotcakes? And it's like there's always these like revelations that are nothing new except to the people who they're just now happening to. Mm -hmm. And that's why we always need to wake up and make sure that we are keeping a broader perspective. And, you know, if you're a true beyond ally, if you're a true co-conspirator, because there's a range when we're talking to white folks, okay? There's the white folks, there's the people who happen to be white, there's the allies, and then there's the co-conspirators. And you want to be in that co-conspirator bracket. That's where you want to be. If you really are that, then you are completely utterly and fully aware of the fact that things are happening to other folks that are not happening to you simply because you're white. (laughs) Like, and it still matters just because it's not happening to you. It still matters because at the end of the day, it does determine the climate. I really loved the monologue. You know, I know there are people that 
feel some type of way about it. I know there's people that feel some type of way about Chappelle. I will be the first to tell you, I was not a supporter of Chappelle's, you know, comedic content related to trans people. And I feel like that was something that I was, that he was irresponsible with. I voiced that very earnestly. That being said, in this particular instance, I think he nailed it. I think he was very uh, generous with how he was dishing out the truth. And I just, I just don't like seeing people misnomer what he was doing as something other than being being a comic who is being critical of the society that we are in, which is the best kind of comedy, in my opinion. Word to Martin Luther King. <laughs> we've been on that. <laughs> and you know what? We've been on this right here at the Amanda Seal Show every morning. Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Social media popping, man. Make sure you hit us up on all the social media platforms, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. It's all at Seal Said It. Coming up next hour, we got Philly's own Gilly from Million Dollars with the Game podcast, and he was racially profiled on a flight in Texas. So we are going to discuss that. Plus, I got my own little story to tell about travel. It's the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. Everybody who is listening on the podcast side of things, this is the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. And I am Nails. We got a lot going on this hour, Amanda. What's going on? Yes, we do. We got to give you another election update from over the weekend as votes are still being counted. Also, Gilly, y'all Philly people, Gilly from Million Dollars Worth of Game podcast was profiled on a flight. It did not go well. And of course, like everything, it was caught on tape. So we're going to talk about that. And I got my own little travel story to tell when we come back. Also, don't move because we've got today's Big Up, Let Down. Who's going to get the props? What's going to get the blows? We'll discuss this and more. Yeah, and I'm seeing West Philly on the check-in. I'm seeing Germantown on the check-in, too, at Seal Said It on Instagram, NIDMs. You can tag us on your story. Let us know you're tapped in right now to the morning show. And you can also call us, to 855-AMANDA-8. That's 855-262-6328. Good morning. It's the Amanda Seal Show. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Welcome back. We're here at the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals. And I'm DJ Nails. So let's get into this election. I was so happy <laughs> to, I mean, Nails, like, I just, because I real I'm telling you, the anxiety, I'm only realizing now just how much anxiety I was having about this election, because I feel so much more relief, and, you know, seeing the Senate be won by the Democrats, it's not owned, right? Like, I mean, we mm-hmm. do have the majority, but it's a slim, it's a slim majority. That was very exciting for me. How did you feel about it? I actually, I got the news when you actually text me when you got off the stage on Saturday. You were like, oh my God, this is the best news to get off the stage to. Uh, But I want people to realize that even though Democrats have the majority of the Senate right now, you still got to focus on Georgia. It's going to go to a runoff next month. And um, that will help out Democrats in the Biden administration with their agenda moving forward. Because remember, we still have two Democratic senators who... In the way. They, yeah, they played the They're fence. in the They're way. Like they, they straddle the fence when it comes to try and get things done, you know? 
Yeah, cinema and mansion, you know, cinema from Arizona and mansions from West Virginia. Uh, I just, you know, let me tell you something. I'm still learning all this government stuff because I yeah. took my, I, I really took a back seat and I just had my producer clown me because I did not know that senators <laughs> was in the House, well, sorry, was in the Senate for six years. And, you know, I, I, I'll take a clowning, um, but not too much. <laughs> but it just goes to show, though, that you're like, all right, well, if they're going to be in the, in the Senate for six years. That's why we need to make sure that we are are very behind our senators that we want to be in that position. So when we see someone like Herschel Walker, to, to the idea that Herschel Walker could be walking Penub and all the warm places for six <laughs> years up in the Senate <laughs> is just not, I'm not, I'm not here for it. That means that I got to hear Herschel Walker talk about things for six years. You know, because when we talk about the sky, some say blue, but I say maybe not. Could be something different. Like, that's what yeah, I feel like Lord. we're going to have to hear. And it's just <laughs> not okay. But, you guys, this runoff in Georgia is integral to, again, getting us over the hump to not only having a slim Barbie leg of a lead in the Senate, but actually, you know, a more dominating one with even just one more seat. You don't have to live in Georgia for this to matter. Remember when we was talking about things, things can matter to you even if they don't directly affect you? You can also help this out. You know, you can donate to Raphael Warnock's um, campaign. You can share on your social media with people who are following you that live in Georgia. You can remind them that they need to go out and vote again. Because that's mm -hmm. the thing. A runoff means you got to get out there and vote again. And historically, the Democratic candidates don't do the best in the runoff. In this situation, it was already too close. The fact that we even have to have a runoff is Banoodles. Mind-blowing, bro. <laughs> Mind so blowing. we got to bring this home, okay? You got to bring this home. And and I really want everybody who's listening, you know, I know we got folks who are listening on the podcast, so we got a nationwide listenership. If you are in Georgia, get your folks together, get on your group chats, make a plan to get out there and bring this home. Again, we're not here saying that the Democrats are the best. We're not saying that the Democrats are the saviors. We're simply saying there are more options within the Democratic Party for helping Americans and actually turning this country into a space and place for wellness than there are on the Republican side. That's all. And there's also the, the House is still up for grab for, uh, as well. You know, Which I didn't. I mean, who would have thunk it? Yeah, yeah. It, it's wild. It's wild. They thought it was going to be a red wave. And look, the Democrats win in the House and then I mean, winning the Senate. And then the House is still up for grabs. They can actually possibly win that, too. It went from a red wave to just slightly spotting. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, and you got the sound effects. <laughs> You're listening right here to the Amanda Seal Show. Make sure you check out the interview we did with Mark Lamont Hill. Uh, he talked a lot more about this on the podcast, so make sure you go to the Amanda Seal Show wherever you get your podcasts. Nails, please let people know where they can keep in touch with us. Uh, you can follow us at Seal Set It on all social media platforms. Again, that's at Seal Set It. Or hit us up too, man, at 1-855-AMANDA-8. Again, that's 855-AMANDA-8. This right here, good morning. It's the Amanda Seal Show. The, all these sound effects, you got me dying over here. <laughs> <laughs> we up. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We're back right here at the Amanda Seal Show. It's Amanda Seals. And DJ Nails, good morning, Philly. 
Now, Gilly the Kid uh, blasted American Airlines for being racially profiled after he was boarding a plane and was stopped because they said he smelled like weed. Let's hear what he had to say in the real time moment. To walk up on and ask people, I got illegal drugs in my bag. Who are you talking so about? So you searched your whole look in here? Am I searching so you asked me could you search no, 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 it. So no, no, I no, searched no, no. it for you. You don't lie no, to the no, camera, man. Don't You're lie to the camera. You walked up on pick me you, out. Get away from me. You searched you your own me bag. out, man. You searched you your own bag. You me out. Where for my what? For what? I'm probably the richest person on this plane. Get away from me, man. You smell like marijuana. It's illegal in Texas. I smell like marijuana. Are you serious? Yeah, you do. Are you serious? Answer the question. Are you serious? Be real and don't lie. What do you mean? Be real. You don't be lie. real. Don't lie. Because you talking to, man. Yep. Be serious. I know exactly what I'm talking you about. You smell like marijuana. <laughs> what are you talking about? Pick the wrong one today, huh? I think it's also worth noting that the guy who's talking to him is dressed like a full-on Texas Ranger, like with Thanks. the cowboy boots, with the hat, and got like the, the thing hanging around his neck. You know, the reality about this is that anybody who's walking onto a plane has already gone through TSA. So mm -hmm. if there was something to be found, then it should have been found then. And to actually think that this man is getting on a plane with what, with a little backpack and that he's got quote unquote illegal drugs. Um, get out of here. You're profiling. There's a whole thing going on with being racially profiled at the uh, Atlanta Hartsville airport that a lot of comedians are being a part of. I know Clayton English and also Eric Andre are joining together. Um, because this same thing happened to them on a plane, as well as my former Insecure co-star, Jean Ali, where he was stopped, again, walking onto a plane by these quote-unquote, you know, marshals saying, oh, you smell like weed. And you know what? Weed about to be legal in the whole United States anyway. So cut it so out. Much. Cut it out. Now, speaking <laughs> of cutting it out. <laughs> so I was in an airport recently. You know, Nails, we travel oh, a lot, okay? Yep. Okay, I travel a <laughs> I lot. For this story. And... <laughs> I, I feel like I've, I find myself in scenarios where I'm, I'm made to be in these scenarios so I can share them with y'all. So I'm standing in line waiting to speak to the gate agent and she was taking a little minute to close out the last flight. So everybody was kind of just giving her space. And so we were standing back from the actual counter so that she could mm -hmm. get her stuff together before she was able to help us. So it's me, somebody in front of me and the person next to me was actually playing videos like on his phone, but loud. And by the way, y'all, I just feel like anybody who plays videos on their phone loud that's in a public setting I'm already looking at you like, what's going on? Because you lack self-awareness. Y'all stop doing that. Stop. So anyways, the woman says, okay, you guys can come up. And so the person in front of me moved up to the counter and dude next to me with the loud videos comes around me and now goes to the side of the counter. Now, what would be your initial response if you saw someone do that, Nails? Um, sir, sir, you, you, you're cutting in line, bro. You got to move to the back, bro. You're cutting in line. Like what? So I... Nails, we think the same because I was like, bruh, there's a line. This man, who was a very little man, but had a loud personality. Oh, Napoleon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he flips out. So this is a brother. He flips out and he's like, who the F you talking to? Who you talking to? I don't know what you think you're doing, but you're not going to tell me what to do. You're not going to tell me what to do. No woman about to tell me what to do. He doing this to you? That's He's doing this to me. Now, but first of all, that's the first flag. No woman about to tell me what to do. I can understand that you may feel some type of way that somebody addressed you, but then you took it to another level with the specificity that a woman addressed you. No woman about to tell me what to do. I was like, well, you're cutting in line. I was just going to the side. You got caught. 
get out of here. You wasn't going to the side. You got caught. Well, you you spoon fed, spoon fed. Who now? Now I don't. Is that what is that? Spoon fed? I don't know spoon? what that. What's is that, that like a? That? A diss? I, I think that that kind of came off as a little diss, baby. You kinda, you maybe I don't know, was a but I'm not, dr- I'm not dressed. In, listen, I'm wearing a sweatsuit. <laughs> like, and he likes skin, I like skin, so it's not going to be no light skin thing. I don't know where he came up with I'm bougie just because I told him not to cut in front of me. But he's going off, and so my man had went to go get a juice at the store, so he wasn't even there when all this started. But I didn't know that he had approached until homeboy starts craning his neck up and changing his eye point angle from me to the next person. And I look over and there's Devon walking up saying, what's going on here? Ah, that energy changed real fast, didn't it? Real fast. Her money was like, <laughs> start beatboxing, start, you know, recipes to Rozelle. Start beatboxing, recipes to Biz Marquis. Start go, well, you know, no woman going to talk to me like that. My man was like. You're not going to talk to her like that. So, you know That's her real. apology. Now, by that time, I had already went to the gate agent and asked for what I was asking and had moved on. But my point is, careful in the airport, y'all. A lot of craziness going on on a regular basis. And you know what? I like to keep track of the craziness. And so I do that with my big up and let down. When we get back, find out who gets the big up, who gets the let down right here on the Amanda Seals Show. Spoon fed. <laughs> Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. All right, we are back right here at the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals. And I'm Nails. Good morning. It is time for today's Big Up Let Down. Who's going to get the props? Who's going to get the blows? You got to stick around to find out. Let's start with our Big Up, okay? And I don't even know if it's really a Big Up, but I want to Big Up Dr. Matula Shakur, who is finally getting released from prison. For those who don't know, Dr. Matulu Shakur is Tupac Shakur's uh, stepfather and also his godfather? Yes, his godfather. He was American, he's an American activist, former member of the Black Liberation Army, and he was sentenced to 60 years in prison for his involvement in a 1981 robbery of a Brinks armored truck in which two police officers and a guard were murdered. He's a 72-year-old grandfather, respected healer and elder, and he was just granted parole by the U.S. Parole Commission. But here's the catch. He has been told he only has six months to live. I have a question, Amanda. Yes. <laughs> I have a question. So is it a little too late for that? Like you took the man's whole life and, and you want to let him out now that you're hearing that he has six months to live. Like, is it a little too late for all that? I feel like it's kind of the thing that they tell themselves makes them like, like uh, merciful. You know what I mean? Because really, with this prison system, they absolutely take over people's lives, ruin people's complete lives and existences. And oftentimes it is not with empirical proof. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Many people have felt that Shakur and these other individuals were set up and that they didn't really commit these crimes. And, you know, it's it's really a very real scenario when people's lives are completely taken over by the justice system and they are thrown in prison and the and the key is thrown away way so i think they like to tell themselves like yeah but you know at least he didn't die in prison he he has bone marrow cancer his body his mind have deteriorated and um this federal parole commission which is an antiquated institution but they basically decided well let's let him out to end his days in the sun to die with his family it's like they, they it's like 
they they want to hate you. They want to put you up in this in this little shelf and just in your family yes. and just take your life away from you, so mm-hmm. you can't make an impact. And you have different uh, 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 different ideologies fr- from them, and you don't agree with everything that they do. And they just want to put you away, so you can't really affect anything that they have going on. And then mm-hmm. when they realize, oh, you're on the tail end of your life, let's go ahead and let them get out, so we don't feel too bad about him dying in prison. You know, the Shakurs, very impactful. You know, the 70s was um, an incredible time for black identity and the black power movement and the black nationalist movement. And they were there, Asada Shakur, Afeni Shakur, and Matula Shakur. And so we do owe them a debt of gratitude for the efforts that they made to put their bodies and their lives and their freedom on the line to bring the voices of black people, uh, to, to amplify the voices of black people. So today's big up goes to Dr. Matula Shakur for doing so knowing that that justice system that you just talked about could do that to him but feeling that the message and the effort was so necessary that he would put himself in a situation where that could happen and unfortunately it did we hope that his time home is peaceful and restful and that his family is surrounding him now when we get back we're gonna give you all the let down what's it gonna be who's it gonna be where's it gonna go we gotta stick around to know this is the amanda seal show <laughs> that rhymed bars the amanda seal show we up we up we up welcome back right here to the amanda seal show it's amanda seals and i am nails we were in the middle of the big up let down you already did the big up now tell us about the let down Man, listen, shout out to everybody listening in Jers. Today's let down goes to the neighbor who called the cops on a nine-year-old girl who was spraying a non-toxic solution to try and kill spotted lanternflies that are an invasive insect species that had taken over her neighborhood. Now, this came out during a town council meeting where the young girl's sister and her mother spoke. Let's hear what they had to say. My sister was doing some research on them after seeing them in our local park and hearing about them in school. While researching them, she realized there's a non-toxic solution you can make at home that can effectively kill the spotted lantern bug. She then discovered multiple infested trees on our street and decided to give the solution a try by spraying them on the trees and the actual bug. Our neighbor across the street saw my sister spraying the trees with the solution and didn't know what she was doing. Usually, if you see a child that you know doing something that might not be good, you'll walk up to them or ask their parents to tell them and let them know what's going on. First of all, she wasn't on his property. And second of all, he knows us. We're his neighbor, and it's not like there's numerous other Black families on our street. It's not only racist what he did, but it was extremely traumatic for my sister. He sees all these other black children and adults, I mean, on the news, being killed by police officers for doing nothing wrong. So when this call rolled up beside her, she was immediately frightened because she did nothing wrong. No kid should have to be stared in their own town on their own street. To my sister was extremely offensive, traumatic, and scarring towards my family. I can confidently assure you guys she will never forget this. I mean, she, Mm. we were talking offline just about how, like, when you have these young instances interactions with police officers at such a young age like it scars you for life you know it it actually implants on your brain this fear that is going to carry itself out in a number of ways later on and it can be anxiety it can be fight or flight syndrome but whatever the case it's a scenario that doesn't need to happen mm-hmm. okay it simply doesn't need to happen and uh the mom was not as 
grace giving as the sister. Let's hear what she had to say. Our neighbor called the police and reported there's a little black woman walking, spraying stuff on the sidewalks and trees. I don't know what the hell she's doing. It scares me, though, and included that she was wearing a hoodie. It is sickening and scary to hear my neighbor use triggering words that have resulted in the death of too many black and brown children and adults at the hand of the police. There you have it. She's completely right. And it is a letdown that we have yet another situation where a young girl is having to deal with the police for absolutely no reason. And, you know, the fact that this person even called the police is crazy. But the fact that they described her as a a small woman, excuse Mm -hmm. me? They called and said there's a little black woman walking, spraying stuff on the sidewalks and trees. And it just goes to show, can't trust everybody. They thought this was their neighbor. Like, who would think that your neighbor is going to, like, absolutely put your child in danger in this way? Just the idea of someone calling 911, right? And knowing, knowing the power they have being a white person, right? Calling 911 and saying buzzwords. There's a black Mm -hmm person or a black girl doing this and i'm scared in a hoodie and and, and you're gonna say that because you know that 911 is gonna sing units out almost instantly because you just use those but those buzzwords it ain't by accident that was duplicitous nefarious nefarious and possibly deleterious deleterious there's that word Regardless, I pray for them because now they got to still live next to this person. And I don't know how you do it. So mm -mm -mm. that is a hell of a letdown. Our thoughts, our prayers and our love go out to that family. And I hope the community continues to lift them up because people at the council meeting were none too pleased. And we weren't either right here at the Amanda Seals show. Stick around tomorrow. We got another big up letdown. Where's the props going to go? Where's the blows going to go? You got to know by listening to the show. I'm really getting down with this. (laughs) These bars, man. Go and get in the studio again. (laughs) Keep it locked right here to the Amanda Seals show, y'all. Amanda Seals show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No, we shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. We speak the world on this We shine and rise. We up, we up, we up. The Amanda Seal Show. Seal said it, y'all. We up, we up, we up. Good morning. Welcome back. This is the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals. And I'm Nails. We got more for you this hour. Black Year News. We got uh, Georgia preparing for a Senate runoff between Raphael Warnock, Reverend Raphael Warnock and Herschel Walker. Mm-mm-mm. You know, I, listen, we'll get to that. Also, Snoop Dogg about to have a biopic made about his life. It's about damn time, right? I feel I'm like so he's jolly gotta... about this. <laughs> <laughs> he's a jolly. Well, we're going to discuss that and more. So make sure you stick around with us right here at the Amanda Seals Show. Yeah, we all over social media, too. At Seals Said It on Instagram, TikTok, and all that. At Seals Said It. And on the phone lines, too, at 855-AMANDA-8. That's 855-262-6328. It's the Amanda Seals Show. We're back right here to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals. And I'm Nails. 
So, you know, I, I'm really just annoyed that Herschel Walker and Reverend Raphael Warnock have to go into a runoff. We had uh, Dr. Mark Lamont Hill joining us here on the show, and he spoke about just the fact that people will vote for Herschel Walker simply because it would mean control of the Senate. And, you know, he talked about that on the extended interview that you can hear on the podcast of the Amanda Seals Show. So if you want to hear more about that, you got to go to the podcast. But he was really speaking, Nails, because... I think both of us were like, how are we in a runoff with this man and this man? I'm glad he broke it down the way that he did. And I'm talking about Lamont because I was just so confused at how people literally felt compelled to vote for Herschel Walker. And we're realizing that it's more so for Republican control. It's not necessarily that they care about the candidate. They just know that that candidate is going to be pretty much a do boy for the Republican Party. Listen, do boy. He's a water boy. That's really what it is. he's a water boy. Well, you know, the Republicans are trying to make Trump a water boy, by the way, too, because they're like, hey, 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 do not announce that you are running for office. They apparently don't want him to distract from the runoffs that are possibly taking place, as well as I don't think they simply just want that. They don't want him to run for office. I'm thinking of it the way that we do with my cousin and for the family reunions. Like we want to invite all of our cousins to the family reunion, but we got that one. That one cousin, we were like, yo, don't post up on your social media that you'll be there because we want this cousin, this cousin, and this cousin to still come. But they know <laughs> if you're going to be there, they're not going to show up. And that's exactly what's going on with these that Trump- is Trumpicans. Exactly <laughs> what's going on. That quick, they just turn the cheek and they're like, we don't want you. You done sullied our chances at a red wave. And, you know, Trump is the one who really got behind Herschel. And so that's why they're also like, don't announce your thing because it's going to get in the way of Herschel's thing. Well, you know, I don't like none of them. And I'm even annoyed that I just said his name because, you know, I'd be saying he who shall not be named because Uh I don't even Uh want his name coming out of my mouth. But that's that (laughs) on that. We're going to keep an eye on it and let y'all know right here at the Amanda Steele show. Now, Moving on to something I actually like talking about because the person I actually like, Snoop Dogg is finally getting a biopic. In the works at Universal (laughs) Pictures, Snoop's grandiose life story is coming to the silver screen. According to Menace Society director Alan Hughes, who has been enlisted to direct the film alongside his brother Albert, Robert Cole is writing the script and uh, it's going to be the first film project under Snoop's Death Row Pictures umbrella. So... I'm really excited about this. You know, Snoop been around for a long time. Yep. A long I, time. You think you excited. I'm sorry to jump in here. I just had to see, like, Snoop is like, I love Snoop. I love Snoop so much. And you, you should be in this movie, by the way. Who am I going to play in the Snoop movie? I mean, who I would know. play Snoop? That's the real question. Who should play Snoop Dogg? I can tell you who shouldn't play Snoop. I know we're in Philly, but Will Smith, please do not play Snoop. <laughs> okay? That's not going to work. Um, I feel like, you know, there's also going to... I hope that there's an array of Snoops, right? Because for a lot of folks, they don't even get to have this whole long life. for the, Their life story isn't even that interesting. But Snoop... He'd been around since he was like in his early 20s to now. So we're going to need to see that. There's also just the side pieces, the side pieces. Hello. No, there's also the additional pieces (laughs) of his story. Suge, Dre, Pac. You know, this could be an opportunity, though, where an unknown actor can really get their break. And that doesn't happen a lot in Hollywood because there's always this fear that it needs to be a big name in order to sell the tickets. But this is a movie where the big name is Snoop. 
So somebody can really get a come up here. And I'm just I'm just crossing my fingers that they decide to go that route because we got to keep creating platforms for black artists to get to shine. And they need to be able to do that through roles like this. What do you think, Nails? Anybody yeah. come to top of mind that you think could play Pac or Dre or Shug or, Shug or Snoop? You, you, I would like to see one of Snoop's sons play him in the movie because I know they all have some aspirations of doing something mm. in entertainment. But then also when it comes to like... Uh, Dr. Dre, maybe uh, Corey, who killed it in Straight Outta Compton, he can uh, reprise that role as Dr. Oh, Dre. Be because this could be a continuance of the previous movies that came out that we all went to the theaters to see and support yeah. because it was about black artists. I would like to see that continuation, maybe, if they're not using new artists and new actors to step up and step in those positions. But I'm just hyped to see this whole story about Snoop all in, in general. Like, Snoop's story should be told and it should be told the way Snoop wants it to be told, especially with his murder case and him yep. getting out of death row and everything, yep. man. I'm just really hyped about seeing this whole movie. Well, y'all stay hyped because I have a story about when I first met Snoop when we come back right here to the Amanda Seal Show. So make sure you stick around because <laughs> it's a good one because he's a good guy. <laughs> so this is the Amanda Seal Show. Don't go nowhere. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here. Hey, good morning. It's Nails. Nails, how was your weekend? What did you man, do this listen, weekend? Man, I, so I was back home in Florida over the weekend. And I, uh, one of my best friends got married to the love of his life. Shout out to George and Priscilla. Oh, beautiful. Uh, and I also got to see my... So one of my brothers who's been in prison for 20 years, he got out too after spending 20 years in prison. This is and, like your actual brother? So he was raised with me and my and my siblings. Um Different mom, different mom, dad, or whatever. But my mom pretty much raised him, so yeah. we've always looked at him as a brother, brother. from another. And uh, welcome home, Hall. Welcome home, Nay. Welcome and, uh, home. It was just Did like you buy him weekend. any sweaters? Any jeans? Did you get well, him any shorts? Not yet, not yet, because we're gonna do a little a, a big welcome at home thing for him, and uh, we all just gonna you know just spill that love onto him. But I just felt this weekend, man, was just full of love, and I just, I just felt it, and I needed it, and plus I gotta. I got a flask out of it. <laughs> Y'all, nails, I'm, before the show is over, if it takes me 20 years, I'm going to slow nails down with this liquor. You hear me, y'all? I'm going to slow them down. I'm a party boy, man. There ain't nothing for me to just go up into a little hood bar and just go stuck. You know what I mean? How was your weekend? I know you was turning up here in Philly. I was. I was here in Philly having a good time. I went to uh, the after work party uh, mm -hmm. at um, Revolve. I think the name was Reserve. At Reserve. At Reserve Club okay. here in Philly and got to hang out with some folks and take some pictures. And that was on uh, Friday night. Got to do also the morning show Friday morning. Uh, went over there and talked about what we're doing over here. Then on Saturday, I went to ShopRite in West Philadelphia and got to hand out some free Thanksgiving goods to folks. So that was really cool because it's really great to also just be in the community. And last but not least, I hit up the Miller Theater, formerly the Merriam Theater, and performed and did some stand-up comedy for folks. And let me tell y'all, folks came out. Folks came out. I mean, it was sure. one of my best shows I feel like I've had over the course of this tour. I've been on tour for six months. I just had such a good time. Philly, y'all showed me so much love. Like, jokes that I always get a laugh on, they was giving me an explosion on. Like, we was just like, there was a vibranium mind meld going on. So I really appreciate it. And um, 
this was my last Live Nation show on the tour. And Live Nation really was dying to cancel my shows over the course of this tour because they hadn't promoted them. And mm. so the tickets weren't selling. But you guys came through. You heard me on the radio. You followed me on social media. And you got them tickets regardless of the fact that they was setting me up to fail. Y'all made sure I won. So I really, really want to thank all of y'all for coming out and consistently showing me that the people really rock with me. That's dope. That's dope to hear, man. Especially when it's somebody who's like us. Y'all need to keep showing up for us because yeah, ain't man. nobody going to hold us down. Like who? Us. us. And that is what it's all about. So I really, 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 really had a great time this weekend. And I'll be back. So it was really great just being out here and enjoying the Philly folks because y'all really know how to show love. And I also love that when I'm in the streets here in Philly, folks really will just say what up and keep it moving. Y'all know I'm an introvert and I love y'all for knowing that. <laughs> now coming up next, a black owned restaurant put in a dress code and y'all the people are upset they are upset we're gonna talk about why they're upset and should they be upset when we get back to the amanda seal show the amanda seal show we up we up we up welcome back to the amanda seal show it's amanda seals and i'm dj nails good morning philly and jersey good morning y'all now i know we in philly and jersey but let's let's talk about houston real quick because Houston has what's called the Turkey Leg Hut. Now, this is like a really well-known spot that people are going to. It blew up. And right now, there is a clip of their owners going viral talking about why they have instated a dress code. Now, before I even say my thoughts, let's hear what they had to say. Please let me break down this dress code. The dress code was implemented simply because in all of the years that we have been in business, we never had to implement a dress code. We never have to tell people how to act. We never had to do anything uh -oh. like that. Now it <laughs> came to a point where you have people coming in just wearing any and everything. And you can visibly see other customers bothered by what these people have on. As a man, he I'd was bothered. Like, a lot of times people say, oh, she implemented the dress code because she didn't want her looking at women and da-da-da-da. That was, it was him. It was his idea to it's implement sure, a dress code. You bring your child in there, and the child looks and says, Mommy, I've seen it where we sit. And they look at the daddy like, And then, and then you sit there, while you're sitting there, it's, you got the, the our, <clears> our kids come to the restaurant from time to time, and they and you got women that no clothes on, they just sitting there, and they twerking. They have, it's like, what happened to our self-respect as women? Okay, so twerking is clearly an issue at the place of business. Now, my first question is this. I didn't realize... Because the name Turkey Leg Hut doesn't to me say like it, it doesn't to me send a message that they're looking for a certain level of um, patron per se. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Like environment, yeah. like the ambiance, like I just kind of didn't expect that from the name. But apparently um, folks is coming in scantily clad and it is getting in the way of folks who want to eat. Now, this is my thing about dress codes. I know that a lot of times black folks end up getting the short end of the stick with dress codes that people are putting in places at these quote unquote restaurants. Mm -hmm. uh, well, these quote unquote dress codes that are being put in place in restaurants and they'll be mm -hmm. like, oh, you know, you're not wearing the right kind of shoe to come in here or you're not wearing the right kind of hat to come in here. And It'll be like, okay, but I'm looking at Bryce and 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 uh, Madison over there and they're, they're dressed and however they dress. So, like, why are mm -hmm. you doing that to us? So I think there's a lot of people that may just feel like them putting in a dress code is kind of like they're limiting black folks the way that these white folks have in the past. I see where you're coming from and I agree with you on that. But I also see where the owners are coming from, too, because 
people ain't complaining about going to these fancy restaurants when they go down to Miami or they go to New York or they go to Vegas. They go to these other fancy white people restaurants. They got dress codes. They live up to those dress codes. So when one of us want to implement a dress code at one of our spots, respect it just like you go and respect one of those white restaurants. I hear that. I mean, I think people's argument was just that this place is not necessarily set up in a way that they feel is like high class. So then why expect people to dress at a certain class level? But I think what they're saying, the owners is, is that like the bar for our dress code is not that high. It's simply don't come in here with your booty out and don't right. care. Don't come in here sitting on our, sitting on our chairs with your whole booty out. Um, and you know, respect the fact that you're at a place of business, not a, that's not a strip club. It's either that or they start charging y'all to come in so y'all can get a free show from the other patrons that's sitting at the chair next to you. <laughs> Listen, you know, I think that at the end of the day, businesses have to do what they feel is best for their patrons. And if they have more folks saying that they feel like the clothes are deterring their experience from being a good one, then they have folks who feel like the dress code is deterring them from having a good time. Then they got to lean on the side of the folks who are are paying the money to come, you know? Facts. And you don't got to go to the Turkey Leg Hut if you want your booty out. I'm sure there is somewhere else that will serve you the turkey leg <laughs> while you got your whole leg out there as well. So <laughs> I want to hear what you guys have to say about it, though. Do you think that putting in a dress code is too much or is it simply just a matter of this is what the owners want to do? If you like it, you like it. If you don't, don't go there. Hit us up at one eight five five amanda 8 and that's one eight five five two six two six three. Three, two, eight. Now, coming up, we're going to salute some local brothers who are making history by opening up a black-owned brewery right here in the 215. Stick around. It's the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back right here to the Amanda Seal Show. It's Amanda Seals. And hanging out with Nails. And you know we love when y'all call in and just, you know, show us love and just speak your mind and your thoughts. And so we're going to take it to the phone lines. Are you ready, Nails? Let's do it. Amanda, hi, this is Sandy. How you doing? In my mind, you are like my best friend because I've watched you on different television shows and heard you in diff on different platforms and everything. I'm so happy that you're in Philadelphia. What's up, girl? We need somebody like you, really, really. And... I love your personality. You're so effervescent. I love that. And I'm the same way. That's why you are my best friend, you You are my best friend. So, anyway. <laughs> I'm happy you're here. Uh, I love the music you play. I love the flavor. Have a good one. Hey, man, how you doing? Welcome to Elfie, sweetheart. I was just calling the same name as Derek, and you got my support, baby. Call me. I'm one of your admirers from the on, online, offline. I ain't online, I'm offline. I'm just calling. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, welcome, welcome. Yes, indeed. And I will be calling. Get me in there. Player, player. <laughs> he said, <laughs> I will be calling and getting on my, your nerves. All right, man, now. My man sound like he got a 401k and a pension plan ready. <laughs> and some Stacey Adams on. Laced up. Step out. <laughs> we love it, Derek. We love it, man. Appreciate y'all for calling, man. Yes, thank you, Sandy, for checking in as well. She was hitting them notes. She said, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm proud that we can make folks so excited right here on the Amanda Seal Show. We're going to stick around and continue to do that because we got more of the show next. So don't go anywhere. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. 
Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. I'm Amanda Seals. And I'm Nails. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. We got to get this week going on a good foot, so we are going to make sure to do so. We've got Black Year News, so we're going to give you an election update on what went on last week. We also got to big up these two brothers from Philly who opened the first black-owned brewery. Salute to y'all and salute to me for pronouncing brewery properly because it definitely <laughs> took a few tries. Also, we have your big up let down, so you want to stick around to find out who got the props and who got the blows. We will discuss this and more. One eight five five Amanda eight again. That's eight five five two six two six three two eight. That's the phone line, and we're checking all the time for you to call us up and chat with us. Also on social media, all the time, anytime at Seal Said It. Again, that's at Seals Said It. This right here is the Amanda Seals Show. Welcome back, right here to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals and hanging out with Nails. Now, for those who don't know, Nails and I did not know each other before the Amanda Seals Show started. So you are getting to know us as we are getting to know each other. And so mm-hmm. I thought it would be really cool if we basically ever so often played this little getting to know you game where me and Nails are going to get to know each other at the same time as you all are getting to know us. And so we're going to do it by asking a light question and then an introspective question. All right. OK, right. Nails, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. So today's light question is, what would you consider to be your dream vacay? I'll start. My dream vacay would be home in Florida, specifically Miami, Florida. Okay. No cell phone. Mm. No email. Okay. Just literally unplugged away from the world, sitting on the beach with a six pack of Coronas and just vibing. That's a perfect vacation. Cause in this, you know, in this entertainment world, yeah. I was just on PTO last week, but I was still working while I was on PTO, yes. you know, in the, in the middle of a hurricane too, by the way. So right. it's like, you know, like we don't really get to unplug completely yeah. away from, you know, from work and from what our hustle is, but a complete unplug from the world on a beach, just cooling. That's a perfect vacation for me. What's yours? I mean, I feel like mine is very the same. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I just, I wouldn't be in Miami. I'd be in Grenada or Belize. Ooh, yeah. And um, I wouldn't have the Coronas. I'd have a ting for all my Caribbean people out there. A ting is a, uh, it's, I guess it's like a carbonated grapefruit drink, but it just, it tastes different than like a Hanson's. It's a ting. Mm. Um, and I'm with you with the unplug. I've only had one vacation where I ever like actually got to unplug. And even that I didn't even really stick to it. And then my phone broke. So it was as if God was like, oh, you playing games? How about (laughs) we do this right here? Bam. So and that was like right before the pandemic. So that's my we had the same vacation. But you always even when you're uh, unplugged, you're still on the phone with either one of your assistants. or No, this was a vacation where they knew not to hit me. Don't hit me unless hits the fan and they were like hey she's hitting the fan they're actually <laughs> shutting down the country <laughs> i was like what so okay so there we go nails we have the same ideas of vacations look at that okay yeah. deep question okay what is an insecurity of yours Ooh. so this, okay so this might be a shocker to you and, and this is really interesting because both of us are open books but right. i don't think people really know this stuff about us so to me, growing up, I always have been insecure about my smile. You wouldn't know it because mm. I always smile now, 
fit. That's because I didn't have braces until February, actually Valentine's Day of 2017. That was oh, the wow. day I got my braces and I got them off uh, February 18th, 2019. So my teeth have not always been straight and I still feel insecure a little bit about my smile every once in a while too, because I've never been, I've never had a It's like you have smile. like a left, like you have a habit of yeah. being self-conscious yep. and so you still haven't gotten out of the habit. Is that what you mean? Yep, yep. Yep. Wow. And it's always been my smile because I know, I, and it's funny because I'll be scrolling down social media and I'll see like, uh, what do women first look at when they meet a man? They're like, oh, his smile. I'm like, you know, I said. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, but look, you got it together though. You know, you yeah. got your teeth right. And, so you know. If the, by the way, if there's other, any orthodontists out there that would like to, you know, have me endorse them or whatever, I'm still welcome. <laughs> I'm still welcome. You. <laughs> what, what, what's some insecurities that you uh, have? Um, I think, I mean, one that I probably don't really talk about is just, I feel like I'm very, I'm insecure about like my financial knowledge. Like, mm. I feel like, um, I'm really trying to get more aware and learning about like stuff like stocks and just kind of the way the financial stuff works in this country. And I, I really don't feel like my financial education like so many black folks in america right like i just uh -huh. feel like i was behind in that like even though i was like an, a money earner just from a young age because i was on tv and stuff i mean i wasn't making a ton of money by any means but i was like having to file taxes since i was eight mm -hmm. um i just feel like i should know more and i'm kind of insecure about just like how much I'm learning, like just the fact that I'm even just learning about trusts, right? And learning about mutual funds and these things. And I just feel like a lot of the, I just feel like a lot of the folks in this country that aren't even considered elite, like they just learned that language early on. And so they are ahead of us just by nature of their financial literacy. And I'm, I'm insecure about that, but you know, you, we, you we, we you, you got your braces and I got, I ended up getting a, um, a financial well, no i got a financial a planner to like to like help me but i got somebody who's like likes teaching like he mm. likes teaching and like likes like helping me understand things and so i think that's really necessary is like finding somebody like that so you know it's a good time and i love learning so that's a great time and you guys got to learn a little bit about us amanda hey. and nails on the amanda seals morning show we up we up we up <laughs> now if you missed any moment from the show get the amanda seals podcast wherever you get your podcast and stay connected with the show at the amanda show.com coming up next it's the big up let down on the amanda seals show the amanda seals show we up we up we up all right, y'all. Well, it's been a good morning here at the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. Hanging out with DJ Nails. So, uh, you know, we hope the rest of your week goes great and that you join us tomorrow morning. Make sure you also listen to our podcast. If you didn't get to hear the show today, you can just go to listen to the podcast, The Amanda Seals Show. Also, I will be in Oakland this weekend. So you may want to come out and check me out. All my podcast listeners are hearing this. And if you are in Philly and Jersey and you have friends in Oakland, tell them all about Amanda Seals that they need to come to the show. Get your tickets at AmandaSeals.com. Nails, tell them where they can stay connected with us. At Seal Said It on all social media platforms, all right? It's all simple. At Seal Said It. Have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up.